friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Gen Z and Millennial Expert. Today's date is November 17th, 2020, and it is episode number 56. And we've made it to the second workday of the week. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back. So with that, I am excited. Today, we're going to talk about the changing course of society for Gen Z and millennials post-pandemic, how things are going to change. We've already seen major changes when it comes to pre-vaccine, and how is that going to look once we have an approved vaccine and once it is administered and we go from there? I was reading a recent article that stated that we are likely to be, by the first or second quarter of next year, maybe back to normal. Some say as early as April, as far as mid-July. We could be back to operating what will likely be known as the new normal. It's really hard to say what things are going to be like, but I think we need to start looking ahead as millennials and Gen Z to realize how we are going to go in our day-to-day lives. It's going to be interesting because the way we used to go to work was brick and mortar. We all meet in one office space and we congregate, we, we, we move around, we see each other. And what this pandemic has done is it's forced us to realize we don't necessarily need the office space to be productive. We don't need a supervisor breathing down our throats when they can easily do it via email, Zoom, uh, meetings, that way. What we're going to see is, you know, people being able to save. You're going to see businesses tighten down. You're going to see people tighten down. This pandemic has really opened people's eyes about how we can function as society and what's needed versus what's not. What we take for granted and what we don't need. And that is going to be the biggest difference that we're going to see as we move forward from technology to the cars we drive to the houses we buy to the business we to the businesses we have and that's going to really determine that makeshift of our lives yes everybody's going to try to go back to normal as much as it can be are we going to ever see days of 70,000 people in a stadium again absolutely if you would have asked me six months ago i would have said no way because once a vaccine does come and it's safe and people take it and there's no side effects, more people will start trusting it. And then we'll have millennials, we'll have Gen Z, Generation X, baby boomers, and everybody out and about coming, trying to be back to what is normal. But like anything, once we experience different things, doesn't mean things are going to come back to the way they used to be. People are going to lose interest in some sports. They're going to lose interest in activities that may have been a big part of their lives. For example, gyms. 
gyms have been a bit part of people's lives for a long time, going to the gym, working out. But now people have found different ways to exercise, to work out, to be in nature. And they may go, well, you know what? I don't need to have a gym membership. People are going to do banking differently. Uh, people used to go into a bank and do all their transactions. Well, now they've found banking online. They've found all these alternative banking where some of them offer all the services that we need. And some uh, will bank with different banks because some banks may offer these transactions that other banks don't. That's just an example. Things are changing. Lifestyles are changing. Uh, people congregating are changing and play dates are changing. So what we can express to happen in the future is Gen Z and millennials, employers or employees in the workplace is just understand that the reality is things are going to be different. Things will never be the same again. What we saw prior to 2020 will likely never be exactly the same. Will it come close? Absolutely, I believe it will come close. But we've learned that we can do things a different way. And doing things a different way is not necessarily always bad. Maybe it's a little more lonely. And don't even get me started about what the pandemic has caused. Uh, it's caused, you know, psychological effects in kids, families, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, physical abuse, uh, overindulging in certain activities that are that have negative connotations to it. I mean, whatever you want to put it, there has been a lot of negative aspects. But like any negative, there have been a lot of positives. And granted, these are not positive people are promoting. But again, all the online new businesses that have formed that have helped uh, businesses create new opportunities. Uh, the pandemic, unfortunately, did take a lot of jobs away and people lost a lot of what they were doing. But guess what? They started new jobs. They found new ways of operating business. So when one door closes, another one opens. And that is a key uh, narrative that I believe is important. Consumers have changed. The way we buy things, the way we do our shopping. I mean, a lot of people have started shopping uh, via, via, you know, offering services where they go, they have somebody shop for them, deliver it to their home. People are using Uber Eats, DoorDash, instead of going out to dinner. And you're seeing more families spend time at home eating versus in a dining establishment. So those are some of the big differences you're seeing. Uh, again, I mentioned the, the financial institutions, uh, the different segments and and how they're how they're uh, how they're currently doing business, that has changed. At the willingness of Americans to, and and these are not just Americans, but people abroad from Europe uh, to Asia, we've all had to adapt. And these adaptations have promoted a kind of optimism that is rare. We realize that we can overcome anything. A good example, I was trick-or-treating with my four-year-old son and my wife uh, on Halloween, October 31st, 
And people were really practicing social distancing. But it was interesting because they had tables set up uh, so you could one by one come up and get candy. Uh, they had these little gutters to where people would have you ring a bell outside their home. And when you rang the bell or your trick-or-treater rang the bell, they would drop some candy down the gutter from their doorstep, their door, and slide right into the kid's hand after they said trick-or-treat. So what did we do? We learned, we learned to adapt. We learned to adapt to new surroundings, new ways of living. Because let's be honest, the first couple months of the pandemic was nauseating. It's still nauseating. Don't get me wrong. People are getting sick. Uh, people are dying. We have over millions and millions and millions of cases. And it's not good. If you're Republican, Democrat, young, old, it all affects us the same. Some wear masks, some don't. Some are adapting, some don't. And we have to learn that together we will overcome this. We will overcome adaptation. We will continue to be strong. We will be strong as a country. We'll be strong as a nation. We will be strong as a world occupants. And what we learned will make us different in the future. But as I mentioned, being different is not bad. Adapting is not bad. Being resourceful in what we do and how we operate business as employers, as employees, from being uh, Generation Alpha to Generation Z to Millennials to Gen X to Baby Boomers to Traditionalists, we will all adapt, we will all learn, and we will all grow from this experience. So as always, I want to thank everybody wherever you may be, morning, noon, afternoon, on your evening drive. We appreciate your listenership. And as always, take care. Be safe. Bye-bye, friends. See you on Wednesday's next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.